Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here today. This episode is actual fire and it's definitely going to hit home with you because I have gotten a ton of DMs on Instagram about fear and people that are feeling stuck or maybe you're feeling like you want to take action, but you're scared of what other people think, or you're just trying to dance this dance of like, what do I want next? Am I okay with a good life or do I want a great life? So in this episode, I brought back on the very first guest of the show. Her name is Angie Lee. If you don't know her yet, you can go back to episode actual one and hear her very first interview, but she's a podcaster. She has a podcast called The Angie Lee Show with over 5 million downloads. She's a speaker. She's an entrepreneur of a physical product that she co-owns with her brother, My Soul CBD. She's a marketing and sales like ninja. She has tons of online courses and programs. And she's also the founder of the event called Pays to Be Brave, which is going to be here in San Diego in October. It's a female entrepreneurial conference. And it's funny because that event I actually attended before I started this podcast last end of November, December. So this year it's in October in San Diego. And I wanted to talk to her a little bit about that event because it might be something you'd be interested in. But also I just wanted to pick her brain about fear and getting unstuck and taking messy action and going from good to great because boy, is that message powerful, right? And so whether you are on your commute or you're in Trader Joe's or you're matching your socks or you're just vibing with this while you're working out, I really think this podcast episode is going to hit home with you. So be sure to let us know what you think. Tag me, tag Angie Lee Show and give us your feedback. But without further ado, let's dive right in, girl. Angie, welcome back to the show, girl. I'm so pumped to chat with you today. Woo! Let's do this. Let's freaking do this. I <laughs> am really pumped because I know we're going to squirrel a little bit, but I also know that there is a woman right now listening that so desperately needs to hear some of the things that we're going to talk about in terms of feeling stuck and kind of how to get yourself unstuck. And to the girl that has all of the things on paper, but knows that she wants more and just feels like she's like paralyzed by fear and needs to just get out of her own damn way and be a little bit more brave. So... That's yeah. why I brought on the queen of bravery to the show. Woo! Here we go. Bravery. I love it. Yes. Love it. So Angie, okay, let's just talk about it. What do you feel like is holding women back that do want to take action? What do you feel like is the biggest thing that you hear from your audience? The two biggest things I hear are number one, I'm afraid of what people will think of me. I'm afraid of what my mom will say. My boyfriend will say, my friends will say, Todd in HR, Tim in mm-hmm. HR, whatever his name is. They're afraid of what their boss will say. They're afraid of going against the status quo because we live in a society where we've been conditioned and trained to think you go to school, you get good grades, you go get a fancy schmancy job, you get a 401k, and that's the rules, right? We were given rules for this game. And now we live in this world where we get to write the rules. And so 
we live in this interesting paradigm shift. So I would say number one is they are afraid of what everyone else is going to say. And number mm-hmm. two, they're so afraid that it's going to be the wrong decision. They're so yeah. afraid that they're going to fail. Everyone is afraid of failure, but people are also afraid of success. So I find that it's maybe even three then. One, fear of what people are going to say. Number two, fear of failure. And then number three, they're actually afraid of success because God forbid they're actually powerful. God forbid you're actually mm-hmm. capable of doing what you want to do. What would that be like? What would that be like to have money or to have success? Does that come with responsibility? So those are the top three that that I hear. I've been coaching women for a few years now. I've been podcasting now for many years and my DM is full of, of reasons why people, why, why women don't have what they want. And yeah. a lot of them are at a job that they hate or maybe that is okay, but they're not truly satisfied. Yeah, I love that. And I, I mean, those are the same types of DMs that I get too. And I feel like it's so hard to watch. It's devastating because I always think about the person, not just about the life that they could create, but by them showing up, what that can inspire people around them to do and the ripple effect that they could make. Yeah. So how do we help her get unstuck? Yeah. How do we help her get out of her own damn way? What are some things that have worked for you in different seasons of your life where you felt stuck or maybe yeah. advice that you would give to someone who feels maybe a couple steps behind kind of the confidence level that you have now? Yeah, two things come to mind for me and this is what's really worked well for me because at the end of the day, listen, you do need to find your tribe. You do need to go find a community who believes in you and all of that's fancy and schmancy and dandy. But at the end of the day, ambitious women, you'll notice that they are their biggest cheerleader. And I believe in myself more than anyone in my life right now, more than my mother who loves me more than any human, more than my brother who's amazing, my boyfriend. I mean, I believe in myself and I am my Mm -hmm. biggest cheerleader. So you have to start to build that belief system that no matter what happens, I've got my own back. No matter when my parents pass, if my brother for some reason didn't believe in me, if my boyfriend and I broke up, I mean, you have to have yourself, right? You go to sleep with yourself at night. So number one is encouraging yourself and learning how to be your best best cheerleader. I also believe that a lot of people don't really weigh out the pros and the cons of leaving a situation. So an example of this might be if a woman is afraid to leave her nine to five job, more often than not, she's thinking about what what's going to happen when she leaves and and losing out on the 401k or the sixty to seventy thousand dollars salary versus really weighing out what could happen if, if she leaves. And so yeah. people are not really sitting in the possibility enough. And here's the real deal. Here's the real deal. If you are at a job right now that you do not like and you have an idea or an ambition to go do something, this could be starting an Etsy shop, a blog, a physical product, a podcast, whatever this may be. If you have a vision to do something bigger and greater and you know you are made for more and you're at a job right now and there is a chance, which 99 I'm 99.9% sure there is this chance that you could go back to that job if it didn't work out or if you fail, quote unquote, then you have to leave. You Mm -hmm. have to leave because there's no, (laughs) there's no way to know how good it could get unless you're willing to jump. And if you think about it, the biggest thing that we are going to be thinking about on our deathbed one day is all the things we didn't do. That's really what what we're going to be thinking about. They did this amazing research study a few years ago and they interviewed thousands of people on their deathbed. I don't know if I've ever told you about this, Keisha, but they interviewed thousands of people and all of them had one commonality. They all regretted the things they didn't do more than the things they did do. And that gives me chills to talk about Mm -hmm. because I, 
I am so proud of myself thus far for being brave and doing some crazy, stupid shit that maybe I lost money. Maybe it wasn't a smart idea, but I am who I am because I was willing to look stupid. And I am who I am because I was willing to leave something comfy for incredible because I knew that there was only two choices. Either I leave and I go see what's out there and I go see if I made for more or I stay where I'm at and I already know the end result. If you're in that job right now, you are already in your worst case scenario. You're literally in your worst case scenario already. So you might as well go try something because worst comes to worst, you're just going to go right back to your nine to five job and you're in your worst case scenario. So you have nothing to lose. You literally have nothing to lose. And I love that study because it's such a healthy reminder, whether you're in your 20s, I'm still in my 20s, 30 next year. Oh my God, freaking me out. Yeah, we're 29 Enneagram 7 squirrels. Don't worry, we're sexy. It's fine. (laughs) Good thing for Botox and face cream and all, you know, Organifi green juice. But anyway, swipe up. But it's like, it's like, here's the real deal. You have nothing to lose when you bet on yourself. And I believe that our only responsibility in this life is two things. One, to be extremely joyful, find our joy, spread that joy, and to have fun and to play the game. And part of playing this game, this crazy thing called life, this is getting really meta right now, but... I love it. This game is meant to... You're supposed to roll the dice. You're supposed to try things. You're supposed to fall on your face. You're supposed to know what it's like to try something and it goes somewhat okay, but then you try again. You're supposed to know what it's like to suck at something before you get great at something. I just think so many people are not actually playing the game. They're just sitting there, standing still, waiting for shit to happen to them. And nothing good is going to happen if you don't take some sort of action, right? The worst decision is no decision. Hands down, period. I'm an extremely Mm -hmm. decisive person. That doesn't mean it's always the thing I should have done, but at least I'm I'm decisive. And I I just think that Majority of women are already in their worst case scenario. So, and it's the opportunity cost that so many of us aren't thinking about. Of like, what are you going to miss out on if you don't do that thing? Yes, maybe it won't work out the way that you planned, but it's it's likely it could be better, right? Or you're going to fail, quote unquote, fail, aka get feedback and then approach it again differently. So, I love that. Thank you for sharing that study too. That's really powerful. Yeah, and this applies to relationships as well. I know there are a lot of women listening right now who are in that comfy relationship that feels good. It feels safe. You've, you've known him for a while. You've been together for a while, but it's not extraordinary. And I'm super public about this now because it's such a pivotal, it it was such a pivotal moment of bravery for me. But if you are in a relationship, just like if you were in a job that's comfy and you're not leaving because you feel safe, I, I just think that can also be a sticky trap. You know, I, just left a relationship that was good. It was really good. He was a great mm-hmm. guy. He was a nice guy. But I wanted more than a nice guy. I wanted exceptional. I wanted something that set my soul on fire. And when I left him and I left the engagement, I had no idea what was going to yeah. happen. I had no idea if there was going to be someone who would even be my dream man. I didn't know that. And, and, and this is synonymous to leaving a job. You don't know what's going to happen. When I left my corporate job on Michigan Avenue in Chicago, I didn't know I'd be where I am today doing what mm-hmm. I do. But I just knew that I couldn't stand yep. still. And I knew that I couldn't stay in comfortable. So this yes. it's the same thing with relationships. I didn't know where the dream guy was or if he even existed. I just knew that if I didn't jump, I, I wouldn't I would be in the same situation. I already knew what my future was going mm-hmm. to look like with him and it wasn't what I really wanted. And this is something that I love teaching on, but leaving good mm-hmm. for great. It's a discussion that's not had it's not had a lot because most it's people easier are trying to stay to comfy. Good. But until comfy gets so 100%. uncomfortable that mm-hmm. you're like, this sucks. 
this is sucking my soul yep. because I know that I want more and I don't know how to navigate that. Can you actually, I think yeah. it would be really powerful if you could talk to the feelings associated with that, because I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of times you don't see on social media or even podcasters or people putting out content that explains how much that sucks. Like it, it is hard to, to leave a relationship that is good and give that up to go for, you know, what is going to be better in my life or what could be more fulfilling in a, in a more meaningful way, whether that's a job, whether that's a relationship. Can you talk about like the, the negative feelings with that and just explain to the girl who's in Trader Joe's right now listening to this. That's like, this is me. She's talking to me. Like I feel yeah. crappy right now. Is that normal? Right. Can you talk to that? Absolutely. Leaving that relationship and leaving my comfy nine to five job that paid well was the most painful thing I've ever done in my life. I would say the relationship more so because relationships really dictate our entire experience here. But it was the most difficult thing I've ever done because he wasn't a horrible person and the job wasn't horrible. I was, I was paid well. And so how do you explain to other humans why you're leaving good for great, why you're leaving comfy for incredible? And most humans don't want to leave certainty. We are ingrained to to strive for certainty. We want homeostasis in our body. And I had my entire future planned out with him. So anytime you shake up that vision, whether it's good or bad, you're, you're shaking up your system. And, you're not, and it, that's scary, right? Mm-hmm. The reptilian brain in us doesn't want change. We weren't built for that. We weren't built for these extraordinary lives where you get to be crazy in love and make millions of dollars and start a business. We were built for survival. Yeah. We were built to hang out all day, make babies, eat food, poop and sleep. Literally. (laughs) Right guys. That wasn't even that long ago. So of course your reptilian brain right now is freaking out. Your subconscious brain is, is telling you you're nuts. You're crazy. You know how much you're making every week. Why would you leave something? Why would you leave certainty? Mm -hmm. The fear gremlin part of your brain is going to be screaming at you. Why would you leave certainty? And and what successful people do is they learn to dance with that fear gremlin and they learn to have a discussion with it and, Mm -hmm. and to become friends with it in a sense and say, listen, I know you were there. I know you were there to protect me. That's great. That's, that's dandy. That's so important. And that will always be there. But right now I'm going to rise above that. And right now I'm going to see what it feels like to play in the unknown. And that was the most painful experience I've ever gone through. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that because I, I didn't want to wake up at 40 years old and think, what if? Yes. And I think that's my obsession. And that's something that's really been one of my secrets. There are no secrets, but I'm obsessed with not living a life where I wake up one day and I'm wondering, what if? What if I would have started that blog? What if I would have started that podcast? What if I would have left that relationship that really wasn't serving me? And I don't want to wake up one day and feel that way. And I'm doing everything I possibly can to never live with the pain of regret. And so when you're obsessed with not living with the pain of regret, you're constantly in action because you're, you're chasing incredible, right? And that's just how I feel about life. And I think so many people are in average relationships at average jobs, making average money because they don't want to jump. And they're so afraid of falling. But little do they know that nine out of 10, when you jump, you're going to figure it out. Yep. You're going to have wings. You're going to figure it out. I have yet in my life done something that was really scary and regret doing it. So now, true. I can't, I can't, I can't think of it. So I cannot true, Angie. Think of live events, launching a physical product, leaving relationships, moving across the country, leaving a, a job that I loved that was cushy and paid well. I can't think of one thing that mm-hmm. I've done yet that was crazy or my family thought, what are you doing? You're nuts or why are you doing that? I can't think of one time when I was brave and I regret it. Yep. I just can't. 
And I'm going to continuously do that. I mean, who knows where my future is going in those big, brave moments that I'm going to have to face again. I love that. So so when you're in it, right? So obviously mm-hmm. you have learned how to dance this dance of kind of getting comfortable with this fear that's constant, right? No matter where you're going, yeah. every time you're leveling up in your life in some regard, you're going to be dancing with that fear. So it's getting comfortable with that dance. But while you're in it and it feels really shitty, are there any things that you were doing? Like, were you journaling? Mm. Were you like, what are some tangible things that you could share yeah. with the listener who's like, Angie, I hear you loud and clear, but I'm, I, I don't have that confidence yet that you have yeah. that I know that I'm going to come through this. Like, what can yeah. she do? Absolutely. And confidence comes from practice. Confidence is going to come from falling on your face. So know that if you are determined to become a confident woman, the first step is going to be taking the first step. So that is totally normal right now. Yeah. If you're listening to me and you're like, oh my God, this girl's ballsy. Like, how do I get ballsy? I wasn't always this way. I got ballsy by falling on my face, trying something, raising my hand in first grade, going to the front of the room, being the first person to speak, mm-hmm. being told I suck, and then me trying it again, yeah. right? I've always just been that girl who raises their hand first. And I think that that has then built this confidence in me because I know that I'm not going to die. So one of the things that I do is I journal the worst case scenario. That's been really helpful for me. When I wanted to leave the job, I said to myself, what's the worst thing that will happen? The absolute worst, let's go there. Reptile brain, let's go there. Okay, would I be homeless? Could I go live with someone? Could I go back to the job? Would people hate me? What, what am I really afraid of? A lot of times it's peeling back the onion and asking yourself, what are you actually afraid of? And it always comes down to not being loved, not being seen. Yep. So if that's it, you know that it, you're not going to die, right? Another mm-hmm. thing... I would journal is, has anyone else done this exact same thing and found success? Or has anyone else who I look up to or anyone else who's similar done this and done it successfully? And did she die? Is she okay? And so I find proof in the pudding. I find proof Mm -hmm. in the fact that other humans who are just like me, no one's anything really that special. If they're doing it, why can't I do it? And that's something that I've instilled since I was a little girl as well is if another woman can do it, there's no reason why I can't. I may be behind her a little bit. I may need to find a little, a few more resources than her. But at the end of the day, no one really has anything. I yes. always say Beyonce poops. We're all just humans yes. in this experience. Beyonce that, poops, that was, right? that was the quote that we pulled from yep. the first episode of you on yep, the I show. I remember that. I love that. So I love Angie, I, love I also, I mean, obviously we're similar in a lot of ways and I love the way that your brain works because I can resonate with that deeply. But also I think a unique thing that we both do that I'd love to hear you talk to is is instead of trying to ignore comparison, like you hear a lot of people that are like, screw the haters, screw what people think, like I'm gonna do me. Where in reality, I think it's very natural to compare, but you can use that as a lens to show that it's possible. Like you said, where I'm looking at what's going on behind the scenes. I'm like, oh, she has a New York Times bestselling book. Well, she had to fail a shit ton of times to have content for that book. I just haven't failed enough yet. So can you talk a little bit about your lens and how you work through comparison since I know often that's holding someone back from being brave. Oh, this is everything. I love what you just said about, I just fail more. I don't have all of the answers. I don't have all of the resources. I didn't know somebody. I'm just willing to look more stupid than you. That's what I say to women. I'm just willing to fall in the mud Mm -hmm. on my face, look stupid, pick my big girl panties up, pull them up tight, give myself a wedgie and, and try again. I'm just willing to fail more than you. I'm just willing to look more stupid than you. Yes. Honestly, that's truly what it is. I compare it to my event right now. Most girls wouldn't just say, oh, I have no idea how to host an event, but I'm just going to Google it, hire a planner and do it. Woo! Mm-hmm. Like 
I'm crazy, right? I'm a little bit crazy. You got to be crazy to want to be an entrepreneur. But I remember thinking to myself, the only way I'm going to be able to do this is to just jump in and do it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to compare myself to any other woman who's hosting an event, who's been doing it for years. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to show up. I'm going to figure it out along the way. And I'm just going to fail at it. I'm going to allow myself to fail at it. I actually played the scenario in my head many, many times of the worst case scenario. It sucks. They don't like it. My mom and my grandma are the only people that show up. And Keisha, it's them three in the audience. I'm like, what up, lady? I feel like your mom and I could be twerking though. I'm sure. <laughs> I played it all out. And I sat with myself and had that very serious conversation. And I said, Ange, are you okay with the worst case scenario? And I said, yeah. Because I wasn't okay with living with the pain of regret of yep. knowing that I was a little sissy and I didn't do it, right? Yep. And I, I, won't, I won't let myself down. I believe in myself. I bet on myself. I won't do that to myself. Yeah. And that's a lot of self-love that's coming through right now, I guess. I've never really talked about self-love or coached around it, but I guess I've really built this, this sense of pride and responsibility to show up for myself. Yeah. And then the little girl in me, the eight-year-old girl in me who was speaking to her stuffed animals in the living room every single morning and teaching them. And then I don't know what I was inspiring yeah. them about. I'm not really sure, yeah. but my mom has all these videos and pictures of it, but I have a promise to her and yeah. she wanted to do this for people. And I feel like it's a responsibility. So number one, I show up for myself. And number two, when it comes to comparison, I love what you said about instead of looking at it like, oh my gosh, Susan has what I want on Instagram. I see it as oh my gosh, it shows that there is relevancy in the market and it shows that if she can do it, I can do it too. Yep. And there are millions and millions and millions and millions of women out there who need our help. So Keisha and I, we do similar work. There's overlap. Mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that if she writes a book about a similar topic and I do as well, that, oh my gosh, now all the girls are just going to go buy one book and never buy the other yep. book. It's not, a, it's not an either or. Mm -hmm. And I literally just got a tattoo of an and yes. because I believe in abundance so much. And if anything, we can leverage and help each other. And I just, I think that's such a healthy way to see it. And it's the only way to see it is one, don't consume other people's shit all day long, create more than you consume yep. always. But when you are consuming, see it with, with this healthy lens of, wow, this is what's possible. Yep. And realize that that girl is more like you than you think. Yes. And that's what I love hearing from women is, oh my gosh, you are a mirror for me. You're just a mirror to show me what's possible. And that's all I want to be in this world is a mirror and a match. I want to be a match that sets them on fire and a mirror for, for, the, for them to see a part of themselves in me. That's Ooh. all I'm really here to do. Oh, that's I it, love that. Right? And I'm actually a reflector on human design. If you guys are woo-woo and yeah. want to look that up. And, and that I just found that out recently, which is crazy, but that's truly what a reflector is here to do. I'm not here to actually be a teacher or a creator, which... I, I am, but truly the essence of a reflector is I'm here to just be in my joy, be in my presence and be a mirror for humans. Yes. So when people meet me, the reason why they get emotional or women feel connected to me or I have been able to build such an amazing tribe, I think is because they see themselves in yep. me and they're like, oh my God, she's me. Yeah. She's my friend. Oh my God, she's sh showing me what's possible. I could be her. Yep. That's it. Yep. And that's just showing up powerfully. But that does require that I'm brave. I show up as my most powerful self. I could take... I manage my mood. I manage my happiness. Mm -hmm. 
I do the shit I got to do to be my best version of myself. And then thus they see themselves in me. So yeah. super trippy. I just figured that out a few weeks ago and I was like, this is some deep shit. Yeah. I love that. I need to take that because I probably, I yeah. would probably get reflected too. I don't know again. But I love but, that. What, what else do you do for comparison? I want to know. I feel like you have such a healthy mindset with it. I, I think. You have to be in your own damn lane. Like you're yeah. just so patient. And, to, and, and you're so, so and that's the thing I wanted. To, so what, I guess I'll answer your question of, I really just use comparison as proof that it's, possible, right? And I also know that it won't look the same because I'm so ruthlessly on a mission to be myself that I can't possibly be someone else. So it won't look the same. So why should I ever compare someone else's chapter or whatever that I don't even know? I don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I don't know if she, yes, maybe she has a book or she has this event or she launched this course, but what's her marriage like? Do I want that? I know what's going on in my world. So I can't possibly look at that and assume that she has everything that I want, but I can look at myself and I can say, what do I want? And she's proof that it's possible. Cool. I'm going to do it my way. So I think it's a really healthy way rather than like screw what everyone else is doing and like, don't, don't look at anyone else on social media. It's like, I actually think it's helpful to see what other people are doing and be like, I don't want to do it that way, but that's a cool way that I could do it. Eh, Maybe I'll try it this way. So it's that healthy dance. But the Mm. other thing I wanted to ask you about Angie is, um, Oh wait, I want to, I want to close that out with, um, this just gave me chills. I was just thinking about this, but this is, I think it was two nights ago. Um, gosh, and I, I do have chills thinking about it, but I was telling my boyfriend about Paisley Brave and how I was preparing for it and how nervous I was. And it, it needs to be like Tony Robbins. And when am I going to be Tony Robbins? And just that feeling of comparisonitis mm-hmm. and trying to rush the dream and just feeling anxiety around it, right? And he said something to me so, so powerful. And it resonated with me. And it reminded me that we all need to, to embrace this. He said, Angie, your job isn't to be Tony Robbins. That's actually not your job at mm-hmm. all. And if you try to do that, you're going to find that you're just <laughs> going to hit a, hit a dead end. Your job every single day is just is to just be 1% more Angie and just let that shine and be you and be the next Angie Lee. Don't try to be the next anyone, yep. right? And I even forget that. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm not trying to be Tony Robbins. So as much as I love using analogies of, I'm like Tony Robbins, blah, 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 or people introduce me and say, oh, she wants to be the next Tony Robbins. It's almost like that's not really healthy for my brain. Yep. I should just start introducing myself as this is who I am. This is the journey I'm on. This is the vision I have. Maybe it's somewhat similar to him, but who knows what's going to unfold. And my only job and your only job for the woman listening to this is to just be so much of yourself and to just be more of you that that oozes from from your Instagram or your social media or whatever it is you're doing or in real life that people are magnetized to that. So it was such a healthy reminder because I think some people would hear that fear and go like, yeah, you need to be just like him and keep pushing harder and do exactly what he's doing. But is that really, is that really healthy? And well, what is healthy is the fact that you say if Tony Robbins and Ellen DeGeneres had a baby and they're both married and they're not attracted to this, they're not attracted to each other. So it's physically impossible to make an Angie. There we go. So, <laughs> yeah, like I think Ellen likes girls. She so does. I don't, I don't she does. Uh, I love you. And it is actually just to kind of add on to that. I went into Barnes and Noble and I saw a couple of the women that have been on my podcast that I love their books and I, you know, sent them a picture of it and I got to the car and I was super pumped up and actually talked about this on social media. And then I started crying to Cena and I was like, what am I going to write a book about? I was like, I want to write a book too. Like, what am I going to write about? And I started to spiral 
And the thing that he said back was, Keisha, part of what you're going to write a book about is the stage that you're in now and you've navigating this. This is a chapter of the book. You got to feel this stage too. And I was like, oh shit, that sounds like some stuff I would tell you. (laughs) But it's so- that's good. It's so powerful of just like owning where you're at now and learning that like- the stuff that you're navigating is going to serve the people around you, whether you start a business or a blog or you want to have an event or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, or maybe you just want to leave a corporate job that on paper makes sense, but you want to go back to school that you doing what feels right to you is actually going to impact people around you. So you got to lean into the stage they're in. And I think that's really powerful. Oh, I love that. He said that. And, and, a lot of times we're not the woman that we need to be yet yes. for it. And that's some brutal, unsexy honesty. I feel like I'm your mom right now, guys, talking <laughs> to you on this. But there's some times where, you know, I was with my event planners yesterday and they said, what's your vision for 2025? I said, 15,000 people booked out. I mean, that's the vision, but I'm, I'm not ready yet. Yeah. So if that happened in October in a few months. I don't know if I'm emotionally that person. And of course my quote is, you're, you know, <laughs> ready is a lie, blah, blah, blah. But I actually have to fall a little bit more and make some more mistakes and go through a little bit more of these awkward growing pains and some, some things that mm-hmm. I want to navigate a little bit before I could be that woman. And so even with my book, it's almost like I wanted to wait until I go through some more life shit yep. to then write the book because then the book will be better. Yeah. And so a lot of times we need to own that. Yes, you can have these crazy, insane goals, but sometimes we're not the woman we need to be yet for it because God, the universe, whatever you believe in, when it's, when it's time, you'll have that thing, but you probably have to go through some shit first and get mm-hmm. a little bit of some scruff on your knees before you can actually be that person who is on that stage or doing that thing because you need a story. You need a story. Yeah. You can't just, no one finds it inspirational to get up on a stage or to be on a podcast and they're like, well, I figured out this goal yeah, in my, a few weeks. My mom just gave me $8 million and then yeah. I just started nothing, a business. Like, what? Yeah, nothing happened. You're boring. Never, Susan? I never went through moments of doubt. Like that doesn't make for, that doesn't make for good Instagram posts if you don't have any story of feeling doubt or shame or, or fear or awkwardness or growing pains. No one reads those books. No one reads those stories. Yeah. That's, that's why when you read books of successful people, you realize they went through shit and it took longer than they thought. Yep. And so me, New York Times bestselling author, absolutely a goal. Do I know what will happen? Yes. It's a certainty in my body. Yep. Do I know when? No. No. Yep. And again, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm flexible. I'm playing with it, but I'm kind of just putting the other pieces in place. So I think you can be in action and be taking ruthless, incredible action every day and, and be taking this messy action, but know that you also have to allow the process to unfold how it's going to unfold, yes. right? So okay. I have to, crazy. yes, it's so good. Oh, it just gives me all the feels. So yeah. to the woman who's trying to be more herself and honor mm. that feeling that she has in her, something that you do so well is you are so damn good at being Angie, which is, I think the best gift that you can give to the world and the best gift that any of us can give to the world. So how have you gotten yourself to be so comfortable being yourself to the woman who's a little bit more soft-spoken or introverted and is just a little more nervous and looks at us as like, ah, like they're crazy on Instagram. They're like, whatever. What would you say to her? Mm. This is such a good question. And in full transparency, I didn't know I was good at this until other people mirrored this for yeah. me. And it was my close friends at first who my, one of my best friends, Sasha, always loves to say that at a New Year's Eve party, everyone else was dressed up, looking all fly. And I was tired that year. And I showed up in yoga pants and a crop top. And she looked at me and she goes, that is why I love you. Yeah. And I said, what do you mean? I, I just didn't want to dress up. 
She's like, because you just don't give enough and you just show up as Angie in every single room and in every single thing you do because you just don't care. And I mean that in the most beautiful way, ladies. I care, but I don't care. I love that quote because at the end of the day, the only person who I really need to make happy is myself. And it's so fun being fully yourself, Mm -hmm. you guys. It's so fun being authentic. And before I get on a stage, I remind myself that anytime before I get out, I say, I care so deeply. I, I care about these humans. I'm going to bring them my best, my passion. I'm going to change their life. But I also don't care if they end up hating me or not liking it or I don't resonate with them. I know who I am and I can walk away knowing that. Yes. And so I have this really healthy, healthy relationship with rejection yeah. almost. And that comes from being rejected, right? You, you, you gain a healthy relationship with something once you've seen both sides of it. And I just, I care, but I don't care. And I think you're so good at that too, where on social media, I can tell that you're just in your own little world and in your own little zone. And it's almost like you're trying to make your own lane. And so, yeah. like you said, no one can really compare with you because you're in your own damn lane. And I just don't care. I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. I, no, but it, I don't know. Is, what do you think it is? I, I didn't know this was a thing yeah, until I think now authenticity is like a topic. I know, now, now it's, it's like a buzzword, but I think what it really you know, is, is just an inner like self-awareness of constant growth on like, who am I? The fact that you just throw off like, oh, I did this human design. Oh, I know my Enneagram. Oh, I know this. It's like all of these tools that you immerse yourself in. And I do too, of like becoming so self-aware that it's like, I have to honor that girl, whether it's the little girl who was talking to her stuffed animals, putting on a show. Or for me, I had a koala bear talk show, Keisha koala. So I would like interview people and stuff. Um, But it's like honoring that person and getting more self-aware kind of helps you step into that. And I think that's something that maybe we don't even consciously know, but to the girl listening, as you were talking, I'm like, if she knew more, like who she was, she could have that I care, but I don't care type of vibe in her way, which I think is really powerful, you know? Yeah. My self-awareness is very, very high. I will admit that. I have very, very high self-awareness. My my EI, emotional intelligence, is fairly high. I failed all of my college classes. (laughs) I sucked at school. I got Ds and everything, but my EI is high, but I can't take a chemistry quiz or a math (laughs) test for it's save, okay. You, to save a life. It's okay. okay. You can't be good at everything. It's just not fair. So, but, um, okay. But it is true. Taking those quizzes, going to personal development events, reading books, listening to podcasts like this, you guys immerse yourself in the world of personal development and figure out who you are, what gifts you bring to this world. Everyone has a gift. If you have that burning passion in you, you have a gift inside you. And I believe that it's our duty to figure out what that is. And here's something I want to leave them with too that's going to allow them to take a thousand pounds off their chest and breathe. You are not here to do one thing. You don't have one purpose. Everyone takes it so seriously. Like what's your zone of genius? Get out your whiteboard and that blah, blah, blah. The little little circle in the middle is your life's purpose. (laughs) And that's what you're going to do until the day you die, right? Like I just, oh, sometimes I watch this shit and I'm like, oh man, that's so intense. Here's the real deal. This game called life is fun and you are here to play. You are here to try things out. You're here to test, trial, fail, and you are here to do a few things. And it's going to mold and it's going to evolve as you grow and evolve. So right now I'm playing the role of the speaker and a coach and I own a physical product and then that's going to evolve into a mom and then speaker and then it's event host. And it's kind of just ebbing and flowing. And all I'm doing is looking at all of my options on the table and saying, Ooh, this would be fun to try. Let me try this. If I suck at it, I suck at it. Ooh, this would be fun to try. Cool. Maybe I could be that next. I'll put that hat on. I'll be that person. I, I don't know what I'm good at or what I like until I try it. And 
you guys, I just think it's bullshit when they set us up for you have this one career that you're going to have to mm-hmm. like, that's complete bullshit that they make you think that there's one career for you or there's one passion for you or there's one thing that you're good at. At the end of the day, who knows what I'll be doing in 15 years? I don't know. Probably entrepreneurial, probably still be a speaker or an influencer of some sort, but I don't think there's one thing. Yeah. So be okay with trying a few things. And if you're in something right now that you hate or isn't your ideal mission, cool. It's just part of your story. It doesn't yes. mean that that's what you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. Yes. Everyone takes it so seriously about finding your passion or your one thing. And they get so attached to this one thing that they don't allow themselves to get messy and to play. Mm-hmm. And so that's good. something in personal development that I think needs to be rebranded a little bit is, girlfriend, there really isn't one thing. Yes. And Newsflash. And I love that. And I also, I really want to talk quickly about the event that you have, Pays to be Brave, because I really think that is for the woman also that doesn't quite know what she actually wants to do. I feel like it's for two women when I think about the event and why I'm so excited about it is it's for the woman who has a business who wants to grow and develop her business and learn social media and business strategy and connect with other women. But then also it's for the girl who might be listening to this in a job or with like a blog or with maybe an idea or even not even quite sure what her idea is, but like this gut feeling that she wants to do something that she needs to be in that room. So can you tell us a little bit about the event and what it is, where it is, how we can go? Because I just think it's going to be so powerful and I'm so excited for it. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's my feelings about it. Oh, I am... I am so excited. And, and that's what I love about Pays to be Brave is that it's for the woman who is possibly crushing in her business, already has an idea, has already generated maybe six figures online. That's great. She's going to find it valuable, but it's also going to be extremely valuable and transformative for the woman who possibly doesn't know really yeah. what, what it is she wants to do. And she has an idea. She has this burn in her to do something greater. And she, she knows she's made for more. She just doesn't know what that is. Mm-hmm. And that's the girl that I love speaking to. And I know that's who you love speaking to as well is that woman who is sitting at her job or at Trader Joe's right now <laughs> listening to this and thinking to herself, I think I made for more. I think there's something else out there for me. And I have this burning passion to help people, to speak to people, to create something. And I can't ignore that nudge anymore. Yep. And I don't think you should. And if that's you, I would love for you to be in this room because that's really who I speak to is the woman who has the fire inside of her. Yep. And I just want to put a little match under it and set her free and allow her to go take, you know, take over the world and go set the world on fire because that's who's really going to change this world. So I feel like I'm building leaders, right? And meeting them in, at the beginning of their journey. So yep. if you have an idea, maybe you just started a side hustle, maybe you are a coach online, Paisy Brave is is, yep. is the number one event for you. And I'm so excited to see you there. I'm so, so excited. And um, if you've listened to Angie's first episode, she was the first interview guest on this podcast. And I said that she punched me in the face is what I said um, at this event because it was for me sitting in the audience. I had this gut feeling that I wanted to start this podcast. And it was almost like just sitting there. I was like, what am I doing? Why have I not started this? So it might be something that's on your heart that you just need to take action and you need to be in that room with a bunch of other ambitious women that are doing things to just kind of give you that reality check. Like, hell yeah, girl, don't hold back. So I'm so excited. And then if you use the code Keisha, you can get a hundred dollars off, which is really awesome because this event is affordable. It's in San Diego. And where can we find the details about it, Angie? Woo! (laughs) (laughs) 
Pays2BeBrave.com. Use the code Keisha. Super simple, super easy. Keisha and I both, li- both live in San Diego and it's heaven. Yeah. So if you, you need a getaway, you need to go meet some incredible women. Listen, if you're coming alone, props to you. That, yep. You're a badass. Yep. Come alone. Come alone. Actually, yeah. If you, make if you don't, and here's another reason to go to events like this. If you don't have people like this in your circle that are pushing you, if you're the most ambitious person in your circle, you got to find more people around you. And I think that's yep. really, really powerful just to get in those rooms. Okay. Love that. And then Angie, I obviously, I need to know two things from you. One, we have to get another Spotify song on the playlist. So we need to know your pump up jam. And then anything that you want to just close this bad boy out with, because um, obviously go find her Angie Lee show on Instagram. She's a big Instagrammer and I love it. And she does some weird stuff, but she also shares a lot of valuable content. Yes. If you're an online business owner, but also if you just want to like kind of get punched in the face to take action or a little fire lit under your butt, um, go follow her on Instagram at Angie Lee show, but Spotify song and anything you want to leave us with girl. Oh, okay. Spotify song. Can it be a little bit inappropriate? Like bust down Tatiana? (laughs) Yes, sure. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds good. <laughs> oh, what? I don't know what that is. Both down, Tatiana. Oh, okay. Both down, Tatiana. Oh, 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 oh. I mean, I, oh, okay, the way guys. that you're moving, I think it needs to be on. <laughs> guys, I look all innocent and cute, but I like some rap music. Yeah, she's, she's literally words, like a, she's like a tiny little, like five foot ninja I could put in my pocket and she twerks. Okay, Angie. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, wait, else? What am I leaving and with? Any, okay, to the woman that's listening so, to this, this yeah. that's like, hey, I know I need to take some messy action. I know I need to get out of my way. One little tiny tidbit for her, whatever mm-hmm. you're feeling that you want to give to her. I got it. It just came through. <laughs> uh, go do what you are afraid to do because I promise you that once you get there and once you experience it, that it's not going to be as scary as you think. And our brain loves to come up with the worst case scenario. It loves to be dramatic and it loves to, to be fearful, right? And it loves that certainty. But something I know for sure is that anytime I have done something scary, I've always looked back and said to myself, wow, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. That wasn't as bad as, as I anticipated. So keeping that in mind, that if you're afraid to leave the relationship, the job, whatever it may be, that you have everything you need in you to do it. You are strong enough. You are capable. You are enough. And it's not going to be as bad as you think. And you'll figure it out along the way. Yes. Because if you're listening to this show, you're a resourceful, badass woman and you've got it. Ugh. And I'll see you at Paisley Brand. Yes, I love you so much, Angie. Thank you for being on the show and for sharing so much with us. I so, so appreciate you, girl. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.